do you want your dream to be featured on our podcast? Do you have a recurring dream that drives you wild? A sex dream that leaves you feeling dirty? A nightmare that makes you feel guilty? Head over to www.wildestdreamspodcast.com and click the submit tab. Once you're there, fill out our form and submit your dream as text. Prefer to send audio? You can always drop us a line at our email, submit at wildestdreamspodcast.com. Each week, we'll feature one dream that we will try our damnedest to decipher. It's listeners like you that keep our dream alive. Free Pizza, your platform for creatives, and today we have a legendary guest with us, the Kim Powell. What's up, Kim? What's up? Hey, Daniel. Hey, you. I'm so happy to do this. I've been looking at your work for, I feel like, a long time. I'm not sure who added who first on Instagram, mm, but I know yeah. we met on Instagram. <laughs> yes, we did. Um, we did. I know Ashley is like a bridge point for... You know what? I was like, wondering that. Because uh, yeah. Ashley's a bridge point for so many artists I've met have mm-hmm. been through yeah. Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard you mention that on another podcast. Yes, yeah, so she's one of my best friends, so of course this is this is another I got thinker for this one too. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love you guys' friendship. <laughs> yes. And Kim is a creative video director, creator and artist. Um a lot of story here with you. You've done a lot of things. I've looked at all your videos and a lot of documentary work that I can see from looking at your videos. Um with musicians and just uh, a lot of stuff with worship and uh, faith and all that. So mm-hmm. I'm happy and excited to hear about all of it. Um, but mm-hmm. first, let's talk about kind of where you're from and how you find your way into the arts. Yeah. Um, so was born in Miami and then three months old, we moved back to my family's home country, which is Jamaica and stayed there till I was almost nine. Mm. We migrated in 2003 back to Florida and um, hated Florida. I'm mm. so sorry. <laughs> I, did, I did not like it. I was like, why are we the family that didn't migrate to New York? Like we're the one family, everybody else is in New York. And um, so I was very adamant that when it came time, I was leaving and going to New York. So okay. that's what I did. I went to um Syracuse University thinking that I was going to be a journalist and through a class called Time Arts was where I discovered video and wow been in love ever since so so you had no so were you mostly doing like journalism stuff up to that point to college did you do any video work at all I was really I was really interested in fashion so I think like what I realized later in college was like I just didn't creative options and so because I was interested in fashion that felt close to something that was really creative and so I was fixated on like being a fashion editor for Mary Claire magazine Mm. when Joanna Coles was still there I was like very clear um and then didn't get into the journalism school found out later it was the number one in the country like oh oh really (laughs) I didn't know that at the time so um, I was applying as an intertransfer. I was just telling this story last night. I was applying as an intertransfer. And then I went to a like new house interest meeting. And I was like, hey, I'm in the art school, but I realized that there's a film program in the art school and a film program in the communication school. Why is that? And she was like, we make films to make money. They make films for creative expression. And I think in that moment, I knew I needed to stay exactly where I was. Um, And I actually, the worst grade of my college career was the one time I took a class in that school. And so the signs were everywhere that I needed to shift my direction. And I had an amazing teacher. Her name is Holly Roderick, an amazing uh, advisor, Tom Sherman, who's like a video art legend. And um, oh, wow. Yeah, through conversations with them, just like, was like, all right, let's just try this. And at that time, this would have been 2011, 2012, they were like, hey, we're not saying print is dead. 
because you know print will always be around yes but like video is being consumed at an incredibly larger rate Mm -hmm. and it's something to think about in terms of like your interest in communication and they were 50,000% right 100% right (laughs) yeah yeah so wow that's kind of the journey of that yeah that's amazing so up to that point you hadn't really touched a camera no I only the phone I mean you know I could take a good picture or something but yeah I didn't go to college thinking I would be a video artist or like even consider the fine art space because that was the difference it was a program called transmedia that had a film program an art photo program and then an art video program and so I was an art video student yeah and um yeah I had no no plans to this day though I still love to call video an art of time um I love that because that was just the foundation of how I got to know it so that's beautiful I love talking to artists who kind of found their gift kind of Kind of later, like, I'm sure you were in your early 20s when you kind of found that, or maybe your te- or mm-hmm. late teens. Teens, yeah, I was 17 when I went to college, so it would have been 17, 18. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so this year is like a decade since oh, I've been in video. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. yes. So tell us about some of your projects you did while you were at the school, and we'll transition to out. Yeah, um, so it's hard for me to separate anything that I do creatively from my faith. Um, Mm. But at that time, it was like a questioning of my faith and like a decline in my faith. Oh, wow. So I was documenting a lot of questions or like concerns that I had, things that I noticed. And people really liked it. I didn't really understand what I was doing. So I think like I kind of experienced now and hindsight kind of like this really productive like first two years and then I think my latter two years I was really like struggling to find out like okay I started overthinking it a bit like Mm. all right what do I need to say I think my first few years were a bit more organic and then um, I had two videos that I really loved and from the beginning I think I knew that there was like a series there yeah of three of three videos I was like this is like a series and for my last year i ended up doing like uh video three sketches so like all of my videos were were sketches and none of them quite stuck yeah yeah and then um fast forward to a few years ago i realized like oh this is the idea for the third video and so i'm in this weird uh space now where i've been like working outside of the institution, I guess, that kind of got me into art to think through this work mm-hmm. um, and what it would mean to actually go back to school to finish that. Oh, wow. You said go, yeah. so, so, you said go, going back to school? Yeah, I think like, I have a love-hate relationship with academia, but essentially I have to be grateful for it because it did introduce me to this medium and gave me like this time, you know, to just work on this and this is all that you do. And so with like the idea unfolding, I'm, I'm realizing more and more like, okay, like you actually need time to be immersed in this thing. And I can't do that while like having to work and provide and pay attention to other projects. I have to kind of commit to that. So that's a bit terrifying, but I guess like a good thing to know. Yeah. I just don't know when and how it's going to happen and how it's going to look. So, but yeah. And like accepting that artistry is just a lifelong journey. Like you yes. can start to get antsy about like, okay, like, but time, like I need to do it now. Or it's just like, mm. the like life is teaching me what the work needs to be actually. So yeah and it's gonna be it's it's gonna be in the same vein of like a really hard topic right that people don't want to talk about in the faith and um so i need time to like prepare for all that would come with that you know absolutely um 
you know, less about even just like an audience, but just like family, friends. Um, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm curious, what about your faith? Did you kind of, you say you kind of denied some, not denied, but you, I forget the words you said. Something about your faith that you questioned? The Free Piece of Podcast is sponsored by Zipster, specializing in custom websites and local design. You don't have to lift a finger to look cool online. Visit Zipster.com and see what they can do for you. Yeah, I was in a very, like, I guess gray area where I felt like, felt like I was holding two truths. Like I had experienced enough in my upbringing and like my own personal relationship to like not be able to like deny my faith. Um, Cause I really do believe like our faith is an encounter. And Mm. so it's something that kind of holds a meaning to you. It doesn't necessarily have to be explained or resonate the same way with someone else. Um, But I also, uh, studied women's and gender studies and uh, was a pretty, pretty radical feminist, um, especially towards the latter part of my years there. And so it was just like mm. conflicting worldviews um, or that's how it felt at that time. And I guess the work that I want to do now is kind of like helping people in those in between um, to give a voice and space to like people that wrestle with things and want to hold two truths. I think a lot of times with faith, people are afraid of that. You know, even when I, you know, came back to the faith, there's always this conversation of like, you can't serve two masters or, Mm. you know, you have to pick one or the other. And I feel like your foundation can be sure, but you can still stand on your foundation holding two things to be true, right? My foundation doesn't have to be false because I'm like wrestling with different ideas or thoughts. And um, I think a lot of, I think a lot of times Christians and people in the faith are afraid of that. And I think it's actually causing a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of people to just feel hopeless in it. And so it feels kind of dire to reach out to people that struggle with kind of like those same, same thoughts. Yeah. And so you're kind of using video and your skills in that to kind of document that stuff and yeah 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 so tell us about some of the work you've done in that in that realm yeah um so video art has a very like specific history it comes out of um audio recorders actually back in the late 50s 60s um and so a lot of early video art was a documentation of performance art and so um that's kind of the space that I fall in a little bit more is like thinking conceptually through an idea. And then how do you embody that to communicate something? Um, And I think like this will probably also be, there'll be a few videos, essentially there'll be three videos. I think that'll be a part of the third video. Yeah. yeah. Um, And uh, yeah. of video art which is using it um kind of like found footage Mm. um and like manipulating the actual structure of like video which is another way that people use video art so kind of removing yourself from it and using like different clips from things that feel relevant to what you're trying to communicate um kind of like curating videos together to make a statement or um finish a thought so wow so you're grabbing video clips yeah kind of very very different yeah okay yeah yeah very different from (laughs) yeah it's very different than uh the commercial space that i kind of like exist in now which i still love like there's still directors that i look up to like melina matsukas and hiro marai that you know work in spaces that are more commercial queen and slim yes childish gambino's work um yes so it's not that i have a disdain for that i just feel very like there's a pattern in my life of like duality (laughs) and so i think like i just hold both of those worlds and so you know even though i may spend a period of my life 
back immersed in like more of the fine art space. I still really love like the daily video work that we access outside of a gallery too. So Wow. Yeah. I love that. I love that you have appreciation for, you know, I guess the more at least at the Charles Gambinos and Queen and Slim and all that stuff, mm -hmm. but also like, you know, you have this other life too that you're kinda pursuing. I think that's yeah. very awesome. And I mean it's crazy the, the work you've produced now. I mean, from the the worship videos, and you work with uh, is it is it Toby? Is that you pronounce his name Toby? It's a Toby. Toby, uh, yeah, Toby and Wigwe. Yes, I've shot with him before. More more before he's like popped off, popped off. Oh, okay, um, gotcha. He came like he came to Atlanta in 2018. That was the first time I met him, and I just sent an Instagram message like, hey. So you were coming to town, know how much you appreciate and love video. If you're looking for someone to record or document it, let me know. And he did. And, and that was uh, it? Really? I've worked with him. Yeah, I've shot with him maybe like two or three other times after that. So um, one year just like working alongside one of the other shooters and capturing a specific an angle and sending them that footage and than another time when he was in Chicago. But yeah, oh, he's good friends with the the couple that I work with now too. So that's dope. Yeah. Okay. He's he's dope. He's dope. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I want to come back to you working in Atlanta in a minute, but I want to I want to hear about what brought you to Atlanta from Syracuse. Oh man. Yeah. Oof. That's just story. Oh Lord. Maybe you can, um, you can summarize it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I had full plans to start my master's right after undergrad. And um, I was admitted to a university in London that I was really, really excited about going to. And so I visited London in 2016 because I stayed at Syracuse an additional year after I graduated from undergrad to do graduate classes in women's and gender studies. like. I was fully going to pursue that path and like loved academia and was like, this is amazing. I'm going to just be here for the rest of my life. Um, and then uh, went to London, didn't, I was trying really hard to make it work, but it was just clear that like the advisor that I wanted to work with was leaving. Uh. I could, I couldn't really see myself within like the staff that was left there were like allegations going oh, on in school no. it's kind of like a lot of and then I'm an international student so I can't get grants in the same way oh it was just kind of like so I was like all right love London but can't pursue my education here the school was part of UCL Goldsmiths and um then I was like, all right, I'll just go back to Syracuse. They had offered me to come and start on a, a new program that they were beginning and then came back here. Um, actually timed it to try to go to something called Roar Fest with this artist, Rory. Realized I missed the day oh, and ended up Rory. having to like, I know, I love him. And then to, um, to go to church with my sisters. And then after that, had a conversation with the pastor. And in that moment, I felt a lot of the wheels in my head start turning. Mm. And um, basically throughout that week, I made a decision to pursue my faith again. Um, and then that process was really scary because I had no idea why I was in Atlanta. Like I had no plans. I was just visiting my sisters. And then I remember doing a church service. I was like, I just kind of very, very clearly heard like, don't go back to Syracuse. And um, I remember looking at my sister in that moment and I told her because I knew if I didn't, I would have ignored it. Yeah. And um, just moments of like extreme vulnerability, having to walk away from things that were the only thing I had imagined for a long time. Yeah. Crying because I had to send really hard emails and I can't explain, like I really can't ex explain. I just knew I needed a pause and a, a space to work on my spiritual health. And um, 
yeah, as time went on, it just became very obvious that like academia and the institution was an idol for me. And mm. um, I needed to step away from it to remember the importance of like the knowledge of life you know, like people and not just always seeing things through like a theoretical, academical, <laughs> academical, <laughs> but uh, academic perspective. And so, yeah, then I was just in Atlanta and I was like, I don't, I don't really know why I'm here. I was working at Starbucks <clears throat> for a few months Ooh. and just like, yeah, just, just figuring right. it out. At one point, I thought I was going to go back to school to do law. I was like, well, you know, I guess art is finished now. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. But um, yeah, then slowly but surely, um, it was very clear that art is still something that's in your hands. Right. And, um, yeah, just step by step. Now it's been three years, I guess, since I've been freelance and um Wow. Yeah, you, I mean, you are fully freelance, right? This is all you do. Mm -hmm. that yeah. is, I that... have retainer client and then um, freelance projects. So that yeah. means in for people who don't know retainer clients is people who just pretty much is it give you a lump sum of money every year or something and kind of keeps you on. Yeah. Yeah. Or monthly, which is the setup that I have. That's phenomenal. Is that something you created or they brought that to you? Uh. I guess it was kind of set up a little bit loosely at first. It was kind of like a month to month basis. Then now it was just kind of like, all right, this is something we really want to do. Here's a proposal. And we just both agreed on it. And yeah. Well, that's it's a, it's definitely special. I know that people in the freelance space don't get that luxury a lot. And I've definitely felt that through the beginning. I was lucky enough to live with my sister, which was very privileged. Oh, yes. So all I had to worry about was like car payment. There were some months where I couldn't even do that, but it was just like trusting, <laughs> trusting the process. <laughs> and um, I just knew, like I said, all right, I'm going to give myself a year to like not have to shoot weddings. Oh. I'm going to email, <laughs> I, I'm gonna oh my, email I the people I want to work with, you know? <laughs> I tell everyone, because everyone's so, I stopped shooting weddings years ago because i i just i absolutely hate it and everyone's all about oh it's good Same. money good money blah, blah blah i was like you understand yeah. i could care less about money <laughs> yes. i want to be happy with this camera yes. in my hand. right exactly and it's such an exhausting and not fun experience shooting weddings for me yeah yeah because it's like what's the point now mind you i have friends <laughs> that love shooting weddings and i think that's awesome but for me it was just like i don't think that should just be the default for everybody to think about like the easiest way to make money i'm like no i want to actually if i'm going to do this like i want to do it because it's something that brings me joy and so i reached out i mean there toby's just one of a few that year that happened now there were months where i was like oof, and um <laughs> but then it would like something else would come like okay okay and um yeah that's how i got connected and able to shoot things that i never thought that i would actually Dion Ivory. Yes, I saw that first, video. Yeah, that was the first person I, that was my first freelance. My job and like, that was the first thing I sent her an email. Hey, so you're coming to town. Don't know if you would love someone to document this workshop. She was doing a photography workshop and she emailed me the next day and wanted to get on a call. And I was like, what? Tell you. <laughs> you know, like, so, and then I saw her at uh, an event that I was shooting when I did my first tour. And um, it was just such a surreal like moment for me because it, yeah, it really is like a lot of trust and faith that like you're on the right path. So you're always just kind of looking for these little markers to say like, okay, all right, I'm doing something. That is know? amazing. But yeah so when did you know that you should you were good to leave starbucks that's what I'm, I'm curious about the most here uh starbucks lasted maybe like three and a half months okay and then i went to join the video team at the church that i was attending um and that was kind of like a year and a half journey so um how was it clear to me? I guess I had noticed and observed certain things about like, you know, 
my ability to help. Mm -hmm. And so it became like, I, I think the things that you're asking me to do are the things that we signed on to do. I don't think, I don't think I'm doing them. And so it became like conflicting because at the same time, people started asking like, oh, don't you shoot video? Or like, can you do shoot this? Or like, can't, like it started. And I was like, what? I was like, I, ha I wasn't marketing myself as that. Like I wasn't really, and um, things had kind of started picking up a little bit. I guess the more significant one was like, ironically a wedding <laughs> that was when i really decided i didn't want to do it but this was before i went freelance yeah and um yeah she was just telling me the the bride actually was telling me about like hey this is something that you can really consider to like so there had just been little things that were coming up and then i just was like all right i think I think it's becoming conflicting to have like a nine to five Yes. when freelance things were kind of coming my way and I didn't really want to turn them away. And um, I felt like it was kind of dishonorable to the job to try to like manipulate hours and like not really be able to come in for a certain time. So I think after a conversation with actually, um, it's like a spiritual leader, counselor at one of the churches that I was interning at, um, in their communication department, um, it was kind of clear to me that like it was time for me to to go and to like indulge in in this part. So, wow, yeah. that's 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 so great to hear. And obviously, the work with the church is uh, the work you have on your website, right? The worship services and all that is that what the church you're at now? Uh, no, not really. That's more stuff that I do with the couple that I work with and um, they're uh, they have this event called Just Worship Okay, and so that's where most of those events come it's kind of like an independent worship night that they you know pay for and um, bring in worship artists that they know and just curate a night just about worship and that's all oh wow that's why it's called called Just Worship yeah there's no like preaching or anything it's just it's just music night. just mm -hmm. that's pretty nostalgic yeah. i remember i mean i grew up in a church as well so i remember mm -hmm. those services you know is definitely ingrained in the, yeah. in, in the black culture for sure yeah um very yes. special events yeah. that's so dope and yeah. i know a lot of these videos you yeah. do you're i mean you're editing some you're directing some and you're directing photography mm -hmm. on some so how so how do you know when you're doing what like do people hire you for different things yeah yeah it took it wasn't until maybe like a year now um that i was like okay i think i really enjoy directing that's like the part that i love the most mm -hmm. is like from the inception of the idea to like figuring out okay how do we tell that visually like what's the visual translation for that mm -hmm. and so I realized too, which was a hard realization because it can kind of, for a while, I think I struggled with like worth. I'm like, mm, I, I don't really necessarily feel like I need to be behind the camera, like shooting to be fulfilled. Yes. Um, which can be hard sometimes when you're marketing yourself in the people used to hiring workers in video. And so I've become quite stubborn now about being in a space where I can be the director, I can bring in a director of photography, and mm -hmm. I can bring in a creative edit assist. And so I still do, you know, the bulk of the editing, but maybe she'll come in on the front end or the back end to help with some of the things like text, color, texture. Her name is Audra. Um, and... Uh, yeah, we just met through Instagram. Oh, <laughs> I wow, just like really? noticed her page a few and like watched some of her work on Vimeo. And I was like, ooh, really love this. And just like schedule the time to talk. And then when I had a project that I felt like I had a budget that I could bring her in and I did. And um, yeah, the same with the director of photography I always work with. His name is Mikkel Coleman. He's a... Uh, awesome awesome dp and he directs a lot with his wife and um yeah i just i think like the team element is needed for me i don't like to feel like you know everything has to be you done do by me because whenever you're trying to direct something if you're all the way focused on cameras 
and what's happening, it pulls you out of being able to control that, that space. And so I hope, you know, that as video grows, it's more normalized, just like film, that video comes with a team, you know, that people don't just get to hire someone that has a good camera and like pay them close to nothing to like direct, shoot, edit, light, mm. all of this stuff, you know? Yeah. And you, you want your video to look like this, but it's like, okay, well, these are all the components of that, you know? And it's our, our job as, you know, artists and creatives to push against that, you know? Um, so, but I, I get it. Like there are things that I did for $150 or <laughs> when I started. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I had a conversation actually with Dion after that. And she's like, you don't need to charge less than $500 for anything that you're doing. Absolutely. And I mean, that's the lowest, you know? And so I think we need people to like encourage people to like set a new standard. And so we have to kind of be open with talking about pricing more. So now, you know, I'm at the point where it's like, okay, it's $5,000. If I had a Hi, Teamsters. I'm Carrie Ann. And I'm Allison. And this is Podcast Without an Audience, where two friends pick two topics and find intersectionality. We are a psychology and history podcast. Each Thursday, we find intersectionality between our topics. Or not. <laughs> you can find us on social media at Pod Without an Odd, or join us on the web at podcastwithoutanaudience.com. Join us in discovering what connects us all. And if you support us, blink twice. And if you're out there, keep listening. Yes. Here's the team that it comes with, and here's the things that you're asking for. Exactly. And if you can't do that, then okay, you know. But um, I'm not for you. I'm also, I'm a per- you're right, you know. But also, I have people and friends that I work with, and if if something makes sense or feels right or resonates with me, and I have the capacity, I'll do it, you know. So it's a balance, but uh, yeah. That money part yeah. is so crucial, you know. I know I've talked to a lot of creatives, and that's always such a hard part for them. Um, mm-hmm. Cause obviously we need money to survive in, but we gotta get what we're worth, you know? And that's, yeah, it's yeah. very hard for people yeah. to, to grasp yeah. that. And for so. me, yeah. And for me, it's like paying a team too, you know, it's like being able to advocate for being able to work with others and have a shared burden, but also for them to benefit financially too. Um, so yeah yeah that's why video i'm slowly learning video now i've been i usually am a still photographer for behind the scenes on movie Mm. and video sets and seeing the moving parts of that is just chaotic (laughs) yeah um yeah it's it's a lot of fun though yeah for sure i mean yeah i've 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 reconciled that like i love to shoot photo but on film now, yeah. I think that slow process really helps me because when I have a digital camera and I'm like looking at things, I'm thinking in motion. And so it's really hard for me to like nail down what the shot is. But I think the way that film cameras are set up, I'm so much more attentive to like a single frame. Yes. Um, but with video or like, you know, I just got a new video camera finally. Oh, yes, And yes. Um, I got my first cinema camera, which makes me feel like, okay, you're doing something. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So, um, and the couple that I work with, they were generous enough to donate to that, um, which I'm super grateful for. And I was able to buy it for a little cheaper from a friend. So That's amazing. You know, community community i'm um, telling you we can't do it we don't do it alone there's always a team no. right right you know what i'm saying yeah. it's crazy how i mean obviously you're one you have a great community where you are but of how many people are just a part of that journey of you getting to to, to where you need to be it's it's, it's mm-hmm. very beautiful i tell you yeah, yeah yeah absolutely and i love your work daniel oh um, seriously Kim, really thank you do. yeah i love it <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. Um, but yes, I want to hear about these because you're a curator um, for, I'll go back to my notes. I have them right here. Um, is it New Gen Gallery? Yeah. 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 So, how's. I, yeah. Um, I'm like, 
I'm trying to say that title more with my chest, yes. you know, but it is a little bit of a struggle sometimes. My first experience with the term curator was when I was studying abroad in Istanbul. And I remember I was oh my God. working with an artist. Amazing. I love that place. <laughs> um, and uh, I was working with an artist. His name is Ahmet Polat, who was amazing. And um, he mentioned that word. And I asked him, I said, what does that mean? Like, what is curator? And he explained it and I was like, oh, like that's the thing that has been intriguing to me. And I didn't know there was like a language for it. It was ah. like, who puts these shows together? And so when I came back, I interned at a gallery uh, at Syracuse where I was attending and um, uh, they had an assistant curatorship position there. And so I ended up doing it and really as you know kind of murky as it got a little bit I still enjoyed the process of like research and understanding what kind of artists to be together I was able to set up like a artist panel discussion um with like the artists that were in the show and then some of the artists from the university and um it was really cool like I I just enjoy that process a lot and so a few years ago um that idea came to me of like um, having this gallery space. I just expected it would be like way far in my future. And then maybe two years ago was when I actually just like jumped on creating the Instagram and just sharing. And so it, it forces me and puts me in a great space to like constantly be consuming art and looking for a new artist yes. and like keeping kind of like a log. So it's more digital curation right now, but um, I do plan to curate my first in-person show in January. Ah. And um, yeah, so just going for it. There's been a lot of like, okay, do I need to register it as a nonprofit? Okay, well, it's not really doing anything yet. So how do you justify like the need for funding or like, so I'm trying my best to just do, you know, mm -hmm. and have like all the technical things come later. And so I was like, let's just, let's just curate a show without, you know, any sort of official declaration of anything. And so- Oh my gosh, um, in Atlanta? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be here actually. Oh, the I want it to be outside. Yeah, I wanna be. I think one of the things that interests me about, which is why I love um, St. Haran and the work that yes. Solange and that team is doing over there. Yes. I was like, this is it. Like the digital gallery space, you know, what does it mean to create like online and in-person experiences um and so yeah i i think it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to to dive into that i don't know much of what i'm doing but ironically uh, a photography friend from syracuse actually curated a show two weeks ago she's in atlanta now her name is nydia glass and she's teaching at spelman and so she curated oh. a show with her students and so they're going to formulate like all this, all the things they learned into a document. And she was like, we can share it with you. I was like, okay, I want you to be in the show too. Um, Cause she's an incredible, incredible photographer. So. Oh but my yeah. gosh. Do you have a date yet? It's for kind of, uh, I'm thinking January 14th. Okay. Um, but there's still like missing pieces that I have to put together. I'm trying to push the concept of gallery spaces so i want it to be outside and i don't want it to be printed on photo paper oh so um <laughs> yeah so i have to make sure those moving parts can happen to fully confirm it but that's that's the date that i'm thinking about oh that's beautiful so, i can't yeah. wait for that i'm yeah. trying to set the deadline so that i can like work you yeah. know, and yeah. not set it after I feel like everything's in place. So that's gonna be a definitely uh yeah. pushing some uh out of your comfort zone right there, curating and getting artists yeah. together. That's gonna be so cool. Yeah. Uh, it's very, um yeah, I've been thinking about Ashley too, and so I don't know. But I'm like I'm new to this, so I have to figure out like, you know, how everything works and really big on like respecting artists too and so like okay how do we talk about compensation and making this like worth their time you know so yeah those are those are things in the queue um and then all yeah. these film photos that i've been taking and my friends have been taking we've been thinking about a way to like 
share those. So I said we need a zine or a book or something. Yes, yes. Making yeah. books is very fun. So you, you should definitely do that. I would love to buy one if you if you didn't make okay. one. For okay. sure. Yes, yes. And so with the Perry's, is that the couple you're working with with the video stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Jackie Hill Perry and Preston Perry. Wow. Um, yeah, they're awesome. They're creatives for sure and artists. And so uh, it's really neat to have people that respect the faith as much as they do, but also have such a deep appreciation for art. And um, I, I say this like wholeheartedly, but they're really some of the easiest people to work with. So this you. this month actually makes three years that um, I've been working with them. So I started in August, 2018, but then by October was when I started working with them. Let me tell so, you, it's, it's rare yeah. finding someone in a creative industry that's fun to work with. It's not rare, but it's like yeah. when you find it, it's yeah. something you got to hold on to yeah. for as long as you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, they're just so good at advocating for, um, for me to be the person that does video whenever they're working with, you know, other clients or companies and, um, yeah, that's just really special. You know, they're pretty adamant about, all right, well, this is who we want to shoot it and um, let's bring her in on this project. And so um, that's how I like to approach work too. And so it's just um, really, really good synergy. Um, and uh, yeah, it's cool. That's that's amazing. Oh my gosh, I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah, and there are people that I actually admired from back in high school. And I kind of had forgotten about that time or that like, collective of people I think during my time in college and I remember when I rediscovered them after I was like you know god it'd be kind of cool if I get to work with those people before I die and I know that sounds a little more <laughs> I was like yeah it'll be kind of cool and then um two years later was when I had my first conversation with Preston and then um ended up going on tour with them when they did a poetry tour the mm -hmm. following year and um, it was a year into being freelance that that tour started, which was the year that I gave myself to say, no weddings, no let's weddings. just try it <laughs> for a year. I'm telling you, there's a lot of different ways you make money as a creative without doing weddings. Tell everyone that. Mm -hmm. There's so many yeah, different avenues. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is so yeah. dope. I mean, obviously you're doing yeah. directing and all that, but do you have any, um, obviously you went to school originally for journalism. Do you ever want to write? Mm -hmm you know, any of this with yeah, all this? Yeah, I think like, I think writing is, it's a big part of how I have approached video, even though it hasn't been, like I've had to write through a lot of my thoughts to get to the video concept. Oh yeah, yeah. So I think, I think this time is, I, I've been like documenting and like having these like stream of consciousness things that I'm pretty sure is going to be a video. And so like, it's going to kind of be my writing that's kind of overlaid on the video. So it's, it's going to have a stronger relationship to it now um, than it, than it did before. And so that's really exciting. I kind of think it's going to make up, a lot of one of the videos and then the other video is going to be more um heavy on the conceptual side and and less about the words mm. and then i think the third part is going to be live like an actual performance Ooh, um, okay yeah so Ooh, the future is bright i don't yeah i don't know when that's going to happen it could be like five years from now but um i know that like because I want to present them all at the same time. And so, um, yeah, I may get through one and then just start um, Yeah, we'll see. I will see. I know I'm being vague about it, but it's still No, I mean, you know, it's fine. It's in the, you're um, in the beginning stages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's going to be... Yeah. I'm very excited about it. It's so yeah, cool. Yeah, but it, it, it is still in the same spirit of that Kim that was like questioning faith and had hard questions, you know, back in 2011, just yeah. from a different side of that, you know, 
um, from a different um, from a different foundation, you know. So um, yeah, I've accepted like the the beauty of that, being able to hold truths, you know, um, and not being afraid of that, and feeling like everything has to be black or white, you know. And it doesn't. So, and I love no, that. I, no, it's like life. And the Lord always forces me to like be in the gray. And I think um, one of the things that was really helpful for me in the beginning was this thing called a canvas conference, mm -hmm. which was the first time I had ever seen like video art employed in like a conference Christian artistry moment. Um, yes. And I was able to speak with, uh, his name is Ashton Trujillo. Um, who his Instagram is funny. It's clean my VCR. And uh, <laughs> he was like, he was so excited because he had, um, I think he studied at UCLA and he was like, oh man, like, yeah, that's what I was going for. Like this video art. I was like, yes, that's what I studied. He was like, man, I didn't think anyone would be able to get that. And we had like this moment at the conference where it was just really cool to like see someone in that space employ like a really specific creative approach and um, ended up being able to work with him the following year um, at the conference. And so, um, yeah, it's just, I've been blessed to along the way encounter people that are in both spaces. And that's something that like college Kim really like, really craved and um, yeah, they talked about the, the lamenting artist and how sometimes it can be hard for artists to exist within like institutionalized spaces mm. like academia, but also like a church, you know, and how um, stifling it can sometimes be. And so, you know, the prayer now for me is just like, what does it look like for me in this season after like spending five years in university and then five years in, you know, a particular kind of ministry, what does it mean now for me to take all these things that I've learned from these different spaces and employ um, my faith and my art? And so, yeah, for the first time, I'm going to get to, like, choose my own church and, like, oh, what that looks like. And um, it can be scary. I know it concerns some of the people around me because uh, they think I'm, like, going back to college Kim but I have a foundation now that I'm grateful for which is like I can hold dearly to my faith and know that God doesn't want to take away all the things that I feel like make me creative you know yes. and um, I think like that's just a really special thing for me and so I think the creative part of me is going to challenge you know the faith part of me a lot and um, vice versa and uh yeah i love that yeah. i love the duality the, the whole time you're talking i'm thinking about that's so crazy how the duality is you know with within mm. you is how it's working mm -hmm. you know i think that's, that's yeah that's very that's, yeah that's pretty wild yeah. it's, it's very it's complex yeah. in a good way so yeah yeah i don't think it's a coincidence that to the month you know i spent five years august you know 2011 was when i first started college yeah. graduated and august 2016 officially and then moved to atlanta and then august 2021 was when i transitioned out of the ministry that i was part of and uh, you know will be a part of my work too now in the future and uh yeah it's kind of like five years of completely different ways of learning and um yeah so we'll see what these next next five years bring I guess. Well, I'm excited for it, and I'm happy I was able to to talk to you about this stuff. You know, yeah. Um, very honored that you're you. that you did this, despite Thank the, you. the delay. I'm sorry for the delay, but we figured it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no worries. This is my first time, like as I told you, you know, talking about this openly, which is why I think I was so nervous. But um. I'm I'm glad that I did it in this way and, and with you and thank you for asking me to be a part of this. I think it's a really special place that you're creating here. So Yes, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And this won't be the first time. I mean it won't be the last time. I'm sure you're gonna yeah, get asked yeah. a, a bajillion yeah. more times and I hope to have you back on one day too. Yeah, and if I'm on your side of the town, like definitely. 
Yeah. Yeah. If I'm going to Atlanta, which I do come to Atlanta, I haven't been in a okay in this year, but I'm coming. I want to come to that exhibit first of all. If you do that yes. in January, yes, yes. I want to be I there. I will post it. Yeah. If you post it, I will make the time to come. I see my sister anyway. She's down there. So, nice. um, yes. Yeah, so, where can we find you on the internet? Where's your What's your Instagram and all that? Uh, everything is Powitz Kim. Mm-hmm. P O W I T S K I M. Twitter, Instagram, website, Pinterest. <laughs> um, yeah. Perfect. So, yes, please. That's where I'm at. Please follow Kim. Work is absolutely phenomenal. Go to her website. Um, all the videos on there. Um, that I, I'm sure you probably have more in the work or something, but the vi- I watch all the mm-hmm. ones on your website. And you have vlogs yeah, on your you. YouTube channel, right? That's why I mostly saw on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watch yeah, those well. I have a few in the queue. It's hard to get to the YouTube channel because I do YouTube for the couple that I work with. So, so it's like I'd be burnt <laughs> to like edit my own videos. But I try, what I've been documenting is just like some of the behind the scenes of like a shoot. And so I think that's really, that's something that I would have loved to see, you know, when I was kind of figuring it out. So I think that's, you know, kind of the space that I want to shoot in. Kind of like what goes on behind Listen. the creative process and everything. So Which is, that's, yeah. that's the things I like. I like looking at those kind of videos. So mm-hmm. that I really enjoy watching those. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but yes, I can't ask Kim everything. So if you have any questions, please shoot Kim an email or a message or whatever i'm sure she asked you know answer whatever you need her to ask or answer but um thank you for doing this you are the best thanks daniel i'm rooting for you 100 we'll talk soon thanks. for sure um, yeah it is take care thank take care you too yes. Bye-bye. have a good one <laughs> the free pizza podcast we are on spotify itunes soundcloud just go on the google app store go on everywhere check us out on instagram facebook myspace live journal twitter we tweet We'll do smokes, niggles, whatever y'all need. Thank y'all so much. Have a good night.